Hi there, and welcome to the Beam Voice Podcast. My name is Petru Konduraro, and I'm glad to have you here. I'm a civil engineer living and working in Norway since 2014, and I'm passionate about building information modeling. I truly believe change is necessary and inevitable in our industry. To implement faster, better, and less costly ways of working, digital transformation is vital and everyone involved must stop just talking about implementing BIM and actually do it. And what way to do it better than just to learn from the ones who have done it in the past or are doing it right now? Welcome to a new episode of the BIM Voice Podcast. Today we have with us an architect, point cloud evangelist, and a BIM philosopher working for 3D Interactive, a company driving the digital transformation. From Sweden, welcome Robin Hellström. Thank you. Good to be here. It's so nice to have you here. Can you start by telling us a little bit about yourself? Well, okay. Um, um, I'm uh, soon in my mid-30s. Um, I've been working with uh, BIM processes since 2007. Um, I've known for almost all my life I, I wanted to be an architect. I was 14 years old when I when I uh, decided to be an architect. And uh, then I took the long road going there, but um, succeeded in the end uh, with my own firm. And uh, I've, I, I don't know why really, but I've always, you know, I, I started out with Lego as many as many people do, I think. So I, I thank Lego for actually, you know, putting the idea of building houses in my, in my brain. And um, uh, I've, I started early also being very interested in in history. So I, I started to to merge history and and the, the concept of buildings. Uh, so when I started to draw basically in in um, Autodesk, ADT, and Revit, um, I I was able to start understanding the flow of data uh, through components and what we actually do. Uh, so I looked at yeah I looked at traditional drawings in in a new way of seeing it, and uh, then for many years I've I've been an architect working at different firms and also have my own firm, um, and uh, it has been a, a little bit of a roller coaster going up and down with the beam processes. It's like sometimes I've I've been drawing just some houses for for a year, uh, and then for another year I've been working solely with with like uh, laser scanning and and driving uh, the sales up for for uh, those kind of products um uh, i'm also one of the one of the i would say uh, huge evangelist of, of point clouds um already 2011 me and a colleague of mine we were we were really discussing point clouds everywhere in Sweden. Uh, everybody thought I was crazy when I told them that everything will be scanned in the future. Um, now, today, the same people are scanning everything. <laughs> so uh, I'm happy. It's like, you know, it, it's always fun to be right in the end. Um, and and uh, I have a good saying that if you just wait long enough, timing is everything. Yeah, it's like, yeah. it's like you just have to wait, and the timing will be there for you, maybe. Uh, so uh, yeah, that that's me. Um, nowadays, I'm mainly focusing on giving advice uh, to others in the business. 
Um, when I was, uh, uh, I, I changed my LinkedIn profile to, to BIM philosopher. Uh, in the beginning, that was like kind of a joke, you know, like I, I was, I was so tired of all the BIM strategists and managers and, you know, like it was BIM, BIM, BIM everywhere. Uh, so I thought like, but these, these are not the questions I want to discuss for real. Uh, so I put it out like, okay, BIM philosopher, you know, like, like we'll see what happens. And what happened was that people started like, it took like two, two weeks and then people like, you know, this, this sounds interesting. Uh, and then I got my, it was like two weeks later, I got my first assignment. Um, so basically the first assignments I, I got was like to, to sit in a room, sit in a big conference room with other people and just listen. So I, I just listened for like an hour and, and when, when they were finished, I was like, okay, have you thought of this, this and this? And that was like what I do. So mainly I say, tell people like today I drink more coffee. Uh, like 10 years ago, I, I was working with, with Revit a lot, but today it's much more coffee. Um, I was working with computer 10 years ago. Now it's pen and, pen and paper drawing processes. Um, so, so it's a, it has been a little bit of a travel for me uh, when it comes to that. Uh, but I'm, I'm still, I would say I'm still quite sharp when it comes to, uh, to Revit also and, and uh, modeling um, things. Uh, point cloud is still a very huge part of my life. You know, everywhere I go, I see point clouds. Uh, so, so um, uh, yeah, I would say that I'm, I'm a typical, like uh, a little bit of a crazy person. Uh, you did not say too much about 3D interactive. No, no, oh, I, I usually don't. It's like 3D Interactive is a, is a, it's a business where we merged my, my architect firm uh, basically with, uh, with an AR company. Uh, and so today's 3D Interactive is, is a merge of those companies. Uh, we work very, a lot with spatial computing. Uh, Beam and spatial computing is the main focus. Uh, at at the moment, we have uh, we have uh, developed a platform for for uh, communication within the within the digital bu uh, building business. Um, but the thing is also that we we try to really drive uh, drive the tra digital transformation for for building companies and real estate owners. Um, so. Uh, yeah, so that that's it's quite new for me because all like it's less than a year, a year ago we we did this merge, uh, but today at Three D Interactive I'm working uh, as a business developer, and uh, some people would call me like like maybe a, more more or less a salesman also on on uh, the business, but usually it's it's advisory um, advising uh, customers. Uh, and usually those goes hand in hand. Like if you advise a customer to something and then they ask you back like, oh, could you help us with this? And sometimes we can, and sometimes we will point to others. We have uh, colleagues in the business that can help us out. So, uh, yeah, but we, we are focusing very much on BIM and spatial computing. It's like, uh, uh, I, 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 t I told to someone yesterday, I described us like, imagine that, 
usually we take AR, uh, usually we make the augmented reality, but uh, now we're also taking the reality into AR. Like, um, so when people start talking about mixed reality yeah. in general, uh, I would say that that's the thing. Mixed reality would be the name just to say that we don't really have those borders anymore. Um, and and that's that's a really interesting focus for us as a company that we look at like we don't we don't care if it's if it's computed if it's real if it's there or if it's not we 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 like the idea the con the concept of like if you can think it if you can imagine it if you can see it it should be the same thing yeah that makes sense but not many people dare to think that way and no, I, I, yeah, may, maybe not. I think so, but it's like, imagine like we don't see, you know, in nowadays we can talk about like the viruses, okay, coronaviruses. Um, we don't see it, okay. Many people just well, our our scientists they they can see it, you know, in the laboratories and things they can see it if they look at it, but the regular people we can't see it. But but with the technique, with the technical technical assistant we have today, we could actually be able to see it. And I think that's a barrier we as a people, you know, we, as human beings, we, we need to understand that we are already way past, way, um, like, way past that barrier. Um, it's just a matter of like, how, how do we actually compute these kind of things? And, and that that's where we need um, experts on the subject to understand, like, not just how we can compute it technically, but how should we compute it for our brains to still function? Yeah, because I think also that you can get crazy for you can get crazy about too much data. Yeah, it's so easy to get lost. We have we are uh, yeah we have way too much information. It's it's a really big challenge to filter the information and to pick well, the right my, one. My, gen my general advice to everyone out there in the business is, is just telling them like, you know what, usually do, do a little bit less. Yeah. Like don't try too hard. Don't try to see everything uh, because you don't want to. You think you want to now, but you don't want to when you see it. Yeah. You get lost. Yeah, yeah, it's like compared to to understand fully how how bad a society can work, you know. Like we are all happy as long as we pay our taxes and think the police will come when we call them and the the healthcare system works when we need it, you know. Um, it it's not it's not a fun thing when we under, when we realize that oh they are not coming, you know, uh, <laughs> or like. It's something wrong with the tax system or or our politicians doesn't you know we don't want to know that and i i would say it's the, exactly the same when it comes to data in the building business like for instance we we are we're interested to understand carbon footprint okay but but when when we really dig down you know like okay if you want to know the carbon footprint do you understand what the carbon footprint tells you you know like um or, or this uh, this metal bar, do you know it comes from a mining in Ghana, which uh, with uh, conditions, you know, way below what is acceptable. Uh, do you really want to know that information about about uh, your building? Uh, we are not really there yet, you know. 
that's why I tell people like don't rush into that because you can you can get scared. You know, you can get really, really scared. Is the same way with BIM? It is BIM. That's the thing. That that's my concept, you know, of describing this is this is BIM for real. Um I mean the information uh it's like imagine like we have all we have always have this. I, I you know, I, I tell people like BIM is something we've always had. Um we had it for a thousand of years. You know, when the when the Romans build the the build the Rome, um they had drawings for that. The drawings described what they should build, that's BIM. Uh, we just have to understand that the 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 only thing that w uh, that is new within BIM as a concept, why we call it BIM today, it's because of the digital technique. The tools are different. Uh, we we had a hammer. We have now we have a nail gun, and and uh, in the future we may have a robot for everything uh, that comes with it. Um, we have a computer today. We had pen and paper yesterday. That's the only difference. I usually uh, one thing I always ask when I have when I hold courses in in BIM processes I I, I ask my students like um, what came first BIM or CAD and they always always answer CAD but that's wrong BIM of course came first because CAD in the name you can hear it you know CAD is computer aided design so you need a computer so the CAD can't be there before the computer but bim building information modeling ah we have done that that, that for for you know uh, forever so um, and and i think that's the concept i want to change uh, it's a, it's a very clear goal for me to change the business to understand that don't talk about bim as something new talk about bim as something we have done always uh, so we can start talking about what the tools actually are. Yeah, yeah, I I completely agree with that. Yeah, but uh, I'm sure many <laughs> many will perceive this very radical. Uh, but uh, as as long as you have information, as yeah. long as you, you use information on a project to build a project, then you have BIM right there. Right? It's not a tool. It's not a technology. It's a way to approach your project. Exactly. Exactly. And and a lot a lot a lot of cases today points out that that we 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 maybe you know maybe we were better at this some years ago than today because we you know as we talk about the data we we get lost today um, like I I've heard I've heard some product managers in Sweden uh, they say like oh we want to beam everything and I'm like what do you mean like beam everything are you no you don't you know and like yes we do and like, no no you absolutely don't um you, you you just don't understand the concept of beam that's the thing but also you know you would you would also hear people like um really really experts telling you that beam is a concept okay good good that's a good explanation but but then in the next sentence they will say like yeah and then when you have a beam model and I'm like oh you just said model twice yes or or did you mean the CAD model because I, uh, what you mean is a beam model it, I think you often mean the CAD model 
BIM is still BIM. BIM is just a process and a concept, concept of processes. Uh, but the CAD model is the geometrical computer drawn model. If I draw it on the paper, then it then it's not then it's still BIM, but it's not a CAD model. So people people mix uh, mix those explanations too much, I think. Um, big companies, you know, like like huge international companies, still write on their web page BIM model. They they don't even understand what the concept is about. I I I I'm afraid of that because I think like, oh my God, they are just in this for the money. You just have a reason why I started this podcast. Okay, yeah. I'm just baffled about uh, the the level of misunderstanding. And this is one of the reasons. I want to help yeah. with the right uh, guests, with the right uh, knowledge to clarify that. This is one of my my uh, most important objectives. Yeah, so I, I think then the, one of the best best concepts we can learn uh, like, like and, and that we can teach them is really that you know, if you want to, if you really want to BIM to work for you, stop talking BIM. It's like understand that BIM is already what you do. I mean, I don't, I don't hear surgeons talking about what what the concept of surgery means. Yeah. They they talk about how you do things, like how how do you do it? How do you how do you execute it? And it's the same with the with the BIM concept. Like like stop talking about it so much. I mean, that's why you know I call myself BIM philosopher. Uh, so I use the word, of course. Also, we all do. Um, but it's like it's the same as as I would call myself a building engineer not just an engineer why do i do that because i want to tell people that yes it's about buildings um, so bim should be a word we use just to understand like like what do you work with bim you know like buildings that's the thing but yeah. but don't don't mix in the information modeling as a concept of of words to be used um more than than it is you know like like uh, of course we have information it's like how can you do anything without information building information modeling well without an information model of anything you can't do anything so so just just uh, teach out that to you know and teach that to children already today like you know um uh, for instance, like uh, we have others, other words for for other businesses. Um, teach the children also that yeah, it's BIM. You know, uh, have them separate. Like what CAD? CAD is a tool. You know, um, CAD is about computer aided uh, designing, but but BIM is is the business. BIM BIM is the is is what we have done. Yeah. So I, I think I think it's a good way to to start. Um, separate those things in into order because we can't have people you know we can't have experts going on with with telling people like oh yeah we should bim it you know like what, what do you mean like bim it it's it sounds ridiculous it sounds stupid yeah but how do you do that how do you do reshape this understanding in an industry where uh yeah you are a very 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 small minority of few people <laughs> that think otherwise right and everybody like you see they, they have a complete different uh, understanding of it 
and they yeah. are marketing and using and believing that, right? How do you approach this? Uh, well, I, I approach it mainly with with history lessons. Uh, uh, I, I like to I like to merge it with with the explanation over time because the thing is that if if we if we do look at history, then we can start also um, think of the things we actually want when when we think you know when we say like oh yeah beam everything, we just have to understand like what do you mean? Uh, yeah, well I want all the information connected to the objects in the model. Okay, why do you want that? Because in history, all the all this information have been put in, you know, like in in files and other papers. You know, we, we have like we have had these stacks and stacks of papers going into our project. We still have them. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. In my history, we don't have that. But but yeah, in in some people's history, it's it's the presence. I I totally agree with you. Yeah. But but that's the thing, yeah. So so they they are there with the stacks of papers, and and they they start understand like oh yeah nowadays we can have a stack of paper, digitally. So so it's not a stack of paper anymore. It's just a file, no. Um, but and that's the thing. It, that's not that's not in itself. Uh, it's not. I mean, um, the development of BIM. Is, is exactly that. The development of BIM is that, yes, first we, we started out with the CAD drawing. So we started out with, with um, um, changing from pen and paper to computer. The only thing we went with then was that, that actually mostly most of the drawings got uglier. Why? Because, well, it was easier to draw a straight line in the, in the CAD program in the beginning. But, but on pen and paper, I could draw freely, you know, by freehand. So, so, so that's the first step. Like, okay, the drawings got uglier, but the information got even. I mean, the stack of papers just grew. And then we, then we came up with like, oh, wait a minute, can we, can we use databases and Excel maybe for for this information? And then we started using Excel, um, uh, going going side by side with the CAD. And then, um, in the end, you know, mainly Autodesk really got got forward with merging databases with the CAD files. Good. Now we can start it. But this is just a development of BIM. I would say that. Imagine that that maybe in the future we are not interested in uh, in half of the information we have today. Like like I said, like, um, you know, today. If I really get down to business with all the details in a building, nobody really wants to build that building in the end because it's too expensive. It's like we we will hit we will hit like a glass ceiling of of you know, um, uh, like you, you can't you can't do more than than we do because people will get mental about it. It's like. If I start to ask Skanska today, like, okay, but but this green concrete you have, um, what, what do you mean with green concrete? It's still gray. It, it it's still carbon, you know. It's still a, car a, a huge carbon footprint. It's like, but they like, oh yeah, but it's it's like half the carbon footprint. Yeah, but it's still huge. It's like it it's not it's not okay, you know. 
it's like beating someone half as much is not okay still. And and <laughs> this is what they do. It's like they they want change in the core. They 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 just want to change um, uh, a little bit. Uh, and I think when when we nowadays we have the ability to connect databases in a technical way in such a way that it's it's always always under surveillance you know um, that means in the end that well if we mix in moral moral issues and ethical issues uh, into into our building processes uh, in the end i think the, a lot of building companies they don't want that um, so I would say that may, we may be already in a peak where where too more information than what we have is not good. We are going backwards in the end. Uh, but that's that's just me, you know, looking into the future a little bit. Yeah. So how uh, how do we get to look for? We need to learn to look for the right information, or only for the information that's usable. Uh, well, we have to be honest in what we want. And and I, I think this is this is where it where it gets really fun I think because the, it's so it's such a simple answer, uh, but but often the simplest answers are so hard to to uh, you know to to live after. Uh, you have to be honest in what you want. Like uh, I ask companies directly when I when I when I uh, advise them or or uh, have a council meeting with them. Um, I, the first thing I told them, uh, asked them like is what do you want, and often they give, give me often they give me like a bullshit answer for, first, right? you know like uh, some people say like oh we want to earn money of course and then they're like ah, ha 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 you know you know and I was like but if you want to earn money uh, if you really really want to earn money why don't you just fire half of your staff directly tomorrow <laughs> and then they go like I don't want that. Okay, so you still want the costs then, you know, and and like okay, can we can we get down to business? So like, like uh, you know, um, that guy is uh, Sally, you know, uh, the the captain of the airplane. I like Tom Hanks' line in the movie when he says, "Can we get serious now?" You know, it's a very very good line, um, and I, I I think of that often when when I meet meet people at, that. It's very, very rare that they get serious directly, but but if we if we hammer about it, you know, if we just uh, go on asking them like, what do you really want? Um, if if someone tell me like, oh, I want to I want to build the most ecological house ever, you know, well, there is a way to that, you know, we can we can give you some some ideas of to do or how to do it. But if you really want it, you know, don't don't cope with something half the way or you know uh, don't mix in like economical issues in it you know be clear like like i want to make an ecological house not costing too much like okay good then we you, you actually don't want anything going too extreme you just want something you know the swedish expression log on you you just want some kind of middle ground instead um, and that's the main problem, I think. We we're not honest with with ourselves. Like like if Skanska just would have told me, like you know what, we don't give a shit about uh, pollutions and carbon footprints. 
we I mean we, we just made this green concrete because we think it it sounds nice, but we love concrete, you know. Good, you know, tell me that you love concrete. And then maybe we can start discussing of like how much concrete should you use or not and where should you use it? Yeah. And and then I think in the end, uh, the end customer will decide if you are allowed to to go on with your business or not. Like if, if H&M, you know, would say to the world, that like, you know what? We don't give a shit about poor people in other countries. You know, good, tell us. Because then when we buy our clothes, we can decide for ourselves that, yeah, I want, I, I, maybe you also, you know, if, if, you, if you're out there and you also don't care about other people, buy, you know, go, go to H&M and buy your clothes there still. No problem. Uh, I, so I think honesty is, is, the, is the very, very tough answer to, to that. Yeah, how do you get uh, companies to be honest? I don't see I don't see any way to do that. No, so. no. But okay, but that's that's the good thing. And and here here is where if I if I if I was a building com if I had a building company today, I would be really scared uh, after hearing the 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 explanation I would give you now. Did did you know if you want to bim everything? well you will be exposed <laughs> you know all the data there when we connect the data correctly you will be exposed so so that's the scary part so so i'm really happy they still you know they still uh, they still really urge uh, to 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 get hold of the whole BIM process, but they don't understand that if they do that, they have to, they have to get in line, you know, they have to correct things. Yeah, they, they, uh, the silos must disappear. You cannot have exactly, yeah. BIM without, they, with, with the silos. No, exactly. So the best thing now is that it's all, they're already disappearing without, you know, it's out of control already. It's like, you, you can't hide, you can't hide anymore. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so all the data is there. So, so that's why I like to talk about BIM as, as something, we need to understand that's something new. The development of BIM um, is now going in a direction where everything will be open and exposed. And I think that is very, very good. Yeah, of so course. Are, it's, a, it's a democratic, you know, it's a democratic movement going on, but it's going on because we are so, we are so naive when it comes to how to handle like awesome visualization of data. Um, and I think it's a good thing. It's not, but, but uh, I would be, you know, I would be a little bit scared if I know that, that I'm not handling things correctly today. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I think that that's the that's the answer uh, from my point of view. It's like honesty uh, uh, to 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 be able to set the the right process for you. You have to be honest, and and if you are going down down that road, well, it doesn't just help being honest. You have to correct things that you do because otherwise you will be exposed. So, so that's the that's the future for for the BIM development. Let's say. Yeah, uh, and it's about value, bringing value to the table, not cluttered uh, 
invoices uh, without uh, knowing what you did and uh, how you did it. Exactly, exactly. So, so uh, I mean, imagine that what what happens if we if we directly today connect all the materials that we have, all the materials connected to to the you know the main to the really core source data like i want to know where where this piece of iron comes from i want to know where this piece of wood comes from um if i can get a list of you know okay in this building behind this building we have all these people and they are at this uh, salary or they are living under these conditions um we can we can set that data directly tomorrow without any any problem at all uh it's just a matter of like like i said they don't want it uh no nobody really much. wants it. yeah it's too much it's too much it's like i mean you want to go to you want to go to the supermarket and and just buy your bananas you don't want to know about the banana pickers of course yeah and that this is the same thing like like imagine imagine in, instead of the the chiquita logo on the banana imagine having like on the you know on the smoke on the on the smokes on the cigarette packages that you have pictures of the conditions of of the guy you know picking the bananas oh, like is that true like, that that would be awesome i mean, i would say like because then you look at your banana and you're like oh my yeah should i should i buy this really you know like and i i think i would say this is the future for for bim uh, that we we start connecting the data all around the world like all, uh, going from going from person to material going from a, a life condition to to a value for the real estate owner yeah that's very good uh it's not uh, it's too bad that only the yeah the rich guys and don't want just want to close their eyes to to profit from this it's important that everybody involved in the entire food chain if you can call it like that to yeah, yeah, yeah. to have an improvement in his or her yeah. life right so so like in in the future i would say that if you if you really want to use bim as a concept in a good way then you would start today by um showing people transparently how you actually within your building build value not just in the building but through the whole chain of value yeah that makes that would sense. be really interesting yeah. I, I, yeah i would say people will pay for that in the future yeah i think we have uh i think first and foremost building smart is doing a very good job by promoting open standards and pushing this forward and there yeah. are already some softwares coming up, uh, like focused on circular economy, for example. There is a software in Norway called Greenstock, where oh, they yeah. try a startup. They they try to uh, to do this to map everything that it's used for big uh, asset owners that can be reused yeah. afterwards in uh, other projects. And I think we'd get there. Of course, there is resistance, like always. But uh, we are on the on the right path. It looks like. Yeah, and and I think, like I said, it's it's going on whether you want it or not. But and the, the interesting part is though that we will have we will have a, a certain moment where you will start looking at the data coming from that. 
I mean, we are not really there yet. I mean, with circular economy, we are not there that we can make good analysis yet. You know, it's like maybe a couple of years ahead uh, uh, going forward, um, we will have the analysis to look at the data. Uh, and when we do that, what that data will show, this is really interesting also, I think that that data will not only show that how much have we now recycled, the important data still is that it will show how much we don't. So like we still have, I think quite big issues to handle. Like, you know, like I said, nowadays it's like, it's still a fun thing to do. If I if I tell someone like, oh yeah, we will recycle everything in this building, people go like, oh wait, yeah, good, good, you know. But if I if I tell people like, okay, tomorrow we will recycle all the buildings we have, okay, you know what will happen then? Well, actually, quite a lot of big businesses will go under. Bankrupt, yeah. Yeah, because they they will they will be out of work directly. So of course they, you know, of course it's a resistance for recycling. Recycling is the opposite of, you know, like <laughs> development, develop new new things. Um, so, so I think that th th this will be a big clash in the future. Uh, yeah, I mean, look at look at the environmental movement in general. Like, you know, if you tell people like, oh, we shouldn't, we shouldn't um, fly anywhere. You know, we we, we shouldn't uh, have have flights going everywhere. Okay, but but now what's happening now during coronavirus is, is that well, government after government saves the 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 fl flight industry. Why is that? I mean, I mean, they just told us we shouldn't fly, and now they want to save the the, the airplanes standing there on the ground. It's like, uh, but it's it's because it's of course because they now realize that oh my god, you know, now we are losing businesses, we are losing jobs, we are losing taxes. So I don't think it's that easy that we just want to be environmental or or being better or beam everything uh, it's not that easy we we but we're going in that direction uh, anyway uh, so in general i think it's a really good thing uh, but i also think we should be very very careful about what happens uh, during the process yeah uh, so so when it comes to recycling and circular economy i would say like well well re make it really clear that maybe we shouldn't recycle a building because of economy. Once again, honesty, you know, telling people like, yeah, we could recycle all these bricks, but maybe it's better to actually give the bricks to someone that doesn't have the money. You know, why, why, should, a, why should a big real estate owner with a lots of money, why should they recycle their bricks? not buying in new bricks, not not holding up the economy. And then you have this poor guy, poor guy, you know, in the rural area, he wants to build a new house, but he can't afford the bricks. I mean, you know, like pay it forward. Uh, if the, if the, if we can have a, a if we still, if we can have a circular economy, uh, focusing instead of like giving away the things uh, giving away things to people that doesn't have the money, doesn't have the means to it, 
and keep on, you know, keep on producing things for development sakes. I don't know. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still very humble, uh, at least to this, uh, to, to what can happen. But I have a very clear idea for myself that, that what should happen. Uh, yeah, yeah, you have to, you have to, yeah, you know, just tell me if you think it's, it sounds like crazy talk or something. I, I, I do know that these are a little bit of a, some radical. No, it's, it sounds uh, <laughs> reasonably for me, but I'm also quite liberal and uh, okay. open-minded person. Yeah. I don't think uh, there is uh, abundance of this uh, kind of people in our industry, unfortunately. No, no, no. Uh, I think I, I don't want to uh, uh, be look condescending here, but uh, I think we we are more like a conservative industry. Oh, yeah, well, definitely. I mean, come on. We are the only industry where, where we can be proud of do some, doing something the same way we have done it always, you know? I mean, imagine if you're going to the hospital and you have a doctor there saying like, yeah, you know, I've been doing this since 1992, exactly the same way. You know, you will be like, what? But in the building business, when someone like, you know, I've been building the houses like this since 1992, you know, you go like, Okay, yeah, that's that so cool. <laughs> I want yeah, to yeah, you. <laughs> yeah. That sounds good, you know. Like, and then you start wondering, like, is this really good? You know, if someone tells you, like, yeah, yeah, you know, I've been, I've been having the exact same, uh, like, word template since '97. Would <laughs> Would you really, would you really think of them as an expert on the subject? You know, or, or no, I don't think so. You know, you should. Yeah. So it's like when you, next time you hear a builder telling you like how how experienced he is and doing these things the same way you know i just run don't yeah. get out of there you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, you you tell us like how you you are using yourself as a person like approaching the history part to try to explain to someone uh, the real meaning of beam right but yeah. i'm talking how should we like a community of people that wants to get the word out like you as Robin yeah. Hellstrom yeah. and me as Petro as a Beam Voice uh, podcast host and many maybe others right yeah. how should we approach this uh, because even if you check I don't know if you checked Wikipedia about the definition of, of building information modeling yeah. but uh, I don't uh, I'm not completely, I don't agree completely with what is written there. No, no. And, and if you're trying to change it, someone, someone will change it directly after you anyway. You know, that, that's the thing. If you, if you go to Wikipedia and try to change this, uh, someone will get there and change it, uh, you know, change it back. <laughs> the explanation so I, I would say that maybe maybe we need our, maybe we need our, like, we call it like the Greta moment. You know, maybe maybe we need to have like uh, instead of instead of now, now they have this demonstration of Black Lives Matter. Maybe we should have like a beam matter demonstration. You know, like hey. get out there, yeah, like like um, go on a general strike on every building site and tell people like, yeah, can we stop? You know, like like have the sully line. You know, like can we get serious now? Yeah. Can we stop doing this, you know? 
I don't think it's fun anymore. You know, I, I want a robot in my working place too. You know, I, um, I want to build houses cheaper, you know, because, because in all businesses all over the world, everything we produce get, gets cheaper and cheaper and cheaper because we are more efficient, not in the building industry. An apartment today is, is more and more expensive, you know? Yeah, and, and we should like enough is enough, you know. We we would never we would never accept that that if if they just would um rise the price of, of uh, I mean imagine a cheeseburger and McDonald's. Okay, it was ten it was ten ten crowns before, now it's like thirteen. Okay, that, that's a that's a maybe a healthy um change of price. Yeah. But but if you compare it to an apartment, it would go like okay, now a cheeseburger would cost like fifty four crowns you know <laughs> so so it's it's actually time to maybe stop stop buying then the cheeseburger for fifty four crowns and it's the same thing here you know stop buying those damn apartments, and then people are like, oh, we need to have somewhere to stay. Well, you know, put up some tents in the main square and then you can see that after some months, the politicians definitely, they will find out a way, I promise you, like, uh, the building companies will find out a way, you know, when, when, as soon as, as soon as we got like an economical crisis in Sweden, uh, then the building companies directly changed their price models. So, so, you know, it's, it's too, it's too... What do you call it? Like, um, well, well, it, it's so. Um, how can I describe it? Like, it, uh, it's really hypocrisy. You know, you, you do understand that that okay, but this apartment just you know yesterday it cost around like five million crowns, and now you're telling me like it's only four point two. I mean, I mean, come on, don't you understand that like more than half of the price of the apartment today. It's profit. It's only only profit. So yeah. so and and I would say like, if the carpenter, I mean, a carpenter building a house he can't afford himself. Isn't that strange? It's like the the main purpose of a carpenter from the beginning was to build the things that that you know that he can build more things for more people that, than, than just what he needs himself. Yeah. Today, some carpenters during a whole lifetime, a carpenter can't even build the value for himself that he will build for others. It's, it's, it's strange. I yeah, it's at the same time, I think, I don't know how it's in Sweden, but in Norway, like the, the house ownership percentage, it's, it's very high. It's like uh, towards eighty, maybe more percent. So who who is going to to support this initiative? There is no one, Be because everybody has uh, its stake in this, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. You just go along with the system. But but that's what I mean. Like I, I still think that's why compared to other kind of demonstrations, like if you are a minority, or if you are just you know in the in the lower. Uh, 50 percentile well then you have to get out there maybe maybe yeah. we have to i mean how can you sell an apartment if no one will fin finish you know building it it's yeah. impossible it's it's the old traditional you know mentality of striking um 
So I, I would say that, well, this sounds maybe too radical for some listeners, but, but what I mean with this is like, if we don't like things, stop, you know, stop putting money into it. Yeah. If you don't like how the price development is going, well, stop buying it. You know, it's, it's, not, it's not harder than that. Like, if you really want to build cheaper, I mean, please don't don't think that you have to use cheaper materials, because the mat it's not the materials; it's the profits. Every real estate owner knows this, and this is also one thing that I know that that scares a lot of people when I talk about it. Because they, I mean, I I know this. I've been in the business for for too long, you know. Um, all the building companies, they they say they have they have uh, quite well they have small profits but but the subcontractors the contractors i mean they don't have small profits it's it's impossible they have a very high cost of labor so it's like in the end if you have a very high salary well of course the business will have a small profit but you still have a very high salary lower your salary then we will see the profit for real well then lower the profit we will still build cheap houses without doing a thing about the house itself yeah i mean it can't be that i mean imagine we we were building wooden houses 100 years ago uh, people were building this, ordinary people were building a wooden house, uh, like a cabin out in the forest without a problem, you know, neighbors helped each other. It was really, really cheap. How can it be that we, 100 years later, can't, can't manage to do this efficient enough? We are the most inefficient, you know, we are the, we're the most inefficient um, business in the world. The building business in Sweden, for instance, is like it's really the worst. We we oh yeah, we can't get anything done. We don't. I mean, we 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 can't we can't manage the budget, the time frame, or the quality of the house. It's because yeah. they are too you know lazy, comfortable. They got too rich too fast under under a time period where. Where, where we just had all the money to to handle uh, so so I think that's that's the, the 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 really hard thing to do is maybe to get a you know um, many pe as many people uh, I mean enough people to actually uh, do something about it uh, but then like I said, we can use uh, the BIM processes. We can use the data to expose them at least. And when we start with that, that will get interesting because then, then I'm not so sure anymore that that we are a minority. I'm I'm uh, I'm quite convinced that it will start being a, a ma majority to to understand that why are why am I why am why am I am I buying these lies? You know still. So, so we can expose them. And how do you expose profitable? Like, how do you expose um, profit in in a in a construction business? Well, you just compare all the data going into the building site, 
with with all the data that you know with the value that should be built it's quite easy comparison to make um so I, th I think the data can make it for us. So instead of going out in the in the market square with a demonstration, uh, we should get smart enough, you know, and and just um, make the right analysis for the data we already have. Okay, understand. Uh, which uh, category of the participants in this process uh, will have most to gain from this? aside of the like you and me maybe we go in as designers like in this part architect designers right the the yeah. engineering part but we have asset owners right the constructors like you said uh and how uh i believe it's uh it's the owner that uh, knows too little today but how do you make it in a way how do you put it like not so radical but uh, uh, to a lower level to make him want to start to listen about this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, give him the opportunity be, to be the good guy. Like showing, showing, showing the owner, like, you know, do you want to, re do you, do, would you like to be like a superstar in your business? I mean, not a superstar when it comes to, you know, earning the most at the moment, but really be a superstar, being someone that people would look up to, you know, being someone that, that people would really like, you know, not, not being afraid to be, you know, that, that the people will hate you and, and, and uh, things like that, but, but really to be loved. Uh, I, I, think, I think you will get some owners that really would like that idea. Uh, to be able to to feel like yeah I've done something really really good. Um, if they want that, then you can show them like okay this is how you can analyze data to to your to your advance. Uh, to uh, like, um, for instance, I I have some customers today. They they are working quite hard with uh, what do you call like uh, customers um, satisfaction. Um, and and we can actually we can actually measure like a, a, satis, a, a satisfied customer is prepared is prepared to um, to pay more. I mean, imagine if if like if I'm selling you a Coca Cola can for for ten kroner, but but and I'm like, yeah, here here's the Coke. I will have ten crowns now. You know, uh, you. <laughs> then you like, okay, here's a 10 kroner. I just want a cola, maybe. But if I would like smile for you and tell you like, yeah, you know, God, I love cola, me me too, you know, I want 12 kroner for this cola. It's the same cola, okay? It's the same Coca-Cola can. I'm sure you will buy my cola for 12 kroner instead of that for 10, you know? Of course, yeah. And And we have clear studies for that also, that if you're satisfied and happy, you you are prepared to also make a little bit more effort for you so and if we can show that if you know if we can show that managing data we can show people that you know what if you if you tend to to correct all those things that will make people more happy then you won't have problems with with uh, with the economy anyway and it's another way to that also I mean, have you heard of have you heard of any like 
um, very well-known, loved uh, entrepreneur that that uh, lost customers. Like, have you heard of a restaurant losing all its customers uh, because the food is so great and the service is excellent? No, no. <laughs> it doesn't happen. It's strange that we don't we don't understand other businesses in the in the building business, you know. If we if we looked at that in that way, some customers do, you know, some customers really do. But if we really understand it in that way, like, oh yeah, if we have really, really good service and we have really, really good, you know, take care of what we do, then we can then we can people will also pay us for what we do and then and they will feel happy about it. I wouldn't have any problem at all, you know, buying an apartment for five million Swedish crowns if I knew that that apartment is the best apartment I can buy and the chain of value is going back all the way and everybody are happy with it, then it would be, feel good. But I will never buy the same kind of apartment for four million crowns from, from companies like Skanska. I won't, you know. And I, and I think I think quite a lot of people actually, you know, reason as I do when it comes to uh, real matters. I, I think that I think that is true. Some people, of course, will always go for the lowest price, but I think most people will go for the most satisfaction. Yeah, yeah, I will definitely consider all the factors. Yeah. But but we are we are really bad today at uh, you know we are not driving the data for for other values than economically or or timing or or material. You, you see what I mean? Like architects and engineers. I mean we are we are quite bad at it. You know we don't discuss like oh how how happy will someone be if we do this instead of this? You know. But maybe that maybe that's uh, that's where the money is. For it. Yeah. Wow, that's that's quite a lot of uh, of uh, very fresh uh, opinion, and yeah. it's a lot to digest for me. Yeah, lots of uh, thoughts going uh, on through my head right now. So you mean I managed to to change some some things in the thoughts? Yeah, a lot of uh, what you say I I've been aware about. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's uh, it's not uh, for for the faint of heart to yeah to to have the courage to say what you just said. Um, it's not that's easy. That's why we need. That's why we need the philosophy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's it's you the only the only philosophy you know out there. Do, do you have other people in your network that share your thoughts with you? I have people that share their thoughts, but uh, yes, I'm I'm Sweden's first and 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 only BIM philosopher at the moment. Uh, people ask me like, "How do you become a BIM philosopher?" And then I tell them like, <laughs> then I tell them always like, "If you still ask that ask that question, then you then you're not," you know. <laughs> but but yes. yeah, I'm, I'm I'm hoping you know really like, I'm, I'm I hope that. We will have more philosophy in our in our businesses in general. Like I know, for instance, in in you know in in Norway, um, uh, in in the oil companies, uh, they they are they are they have to have a, a philosopher. 
really? it's quite interesting. Yeah, I so, did not so, know that. No, no, but look it up. They they have a philosopher because the 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 Norwegian uh, government have have made a really clear good good thinking. I think they they tell people like that. Yeah, okay. If we're going if we're going to do something this bad, you know, pumping up oil from from the sea, then we want to be really clear on why we do it. Like you, you mean for the for this the present times, not for 10, 20 years ago, right? Because right now it's the awareness about the impact on, of this on the on our planet, right? Yeah, no, I think they have had, they've had the philosophers for some time. But yeah, yeah, the, I mean the philosophers, the philosophers, um, um, I what do you call it? Like uh, the work of the philosopher is really to focus on like. Why do yeah? Why do we do this? Uh, like so we can live with ourselves for the future. Like, like what are our explanation of why we need to do this now? I think it's a really really good way to handle it. And it, <laughs> it, I mean it's honest. Imagine imagine even the Norwegian government knows that pumping up oil is something bad. You know they know it. That's honest. <laughs> and then they tell like okay how 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 can we do something bad? You know. Yeah, we, we put a philosopher on the subject and, and, and you know, really uh, take this question seriously. So so we, it's like that. I think Norway comes a long way when it comes to like, uh, you know, they, they, they have been honest with the problem. And then and then they ask themselves the question, can we get serious now? Uh, and and it's a good it's um yeah I really like the idea so and and I hope that more businesses will will have more philosophy to them. Yeah, yeah. Just imagine uh, construction uh, companies having a yeah a philosopher like yeah. yeah that would be yeah yes yeah we we have the beam philosopher here you know like okay why do you have that oh because we are so bad at some things you know so, so we need to do that like you know for instance skanska should have a philosopher going through their their love for concrete oh my god you hammered so hard skanska ah, yeah, I, I i think it's going to be a very difficult for me to get someone from skanska now as a guest here no 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 but you know <laughs> then then you should use this expression that if you are big you have to be nice and of course, if if you are big, you you will be you know you you will be under under some um, uh, scrutiny. Some, yeah, exactly, exactly. So so yeah, and they know that. I mean, I, I have some friends in Skanska as well. They know it, um, but but that's really so. It's not just Skanska. I should say that at least you know it, it's not just Skanska, but but Skanska is a very it's a it's a very clear picture for people like. Uh, yeah. It's a company that really, really likes concrete, you know, so they should have a philosopher for that. <laughs> yeah. How do we, what do we recommend to people that want actually to learn more uh, about BIM, the true meaning of BIM and how yeah. they can use it? How can it, they use it in the right way in their companies? Yeah, if, if, well, I, my problem today is that yeah, we are we are quite few of us that that uh, that have these kind of explanations going on. Uh, but for me, it's like um, people are always you know I, I'm happy to get in contact with anyone. Uh, I have a lot of contacts in LinkedIn already. Um, when people write me about these kind of things, I often take a lot of time to it. You know, mm -hmm. um, it, this is an 
this is a really, really, well, it's an important thing for me. It's, a, it's an interest I have. It's not just a, a job. Um, so I, I would be happy to answer any question people have uh, when it comes to that matter. And also I'm, I'm, uh, I'm uh, at the, in, the, in the end stage of making, like I call it a book before, but it's more like a manual or like a, like a, uh, I'm, I'm doing like a manual of how to, um, how to go through the philosophical questions of it. Wow, that so, sounds so really awesome. When do you plan yeah. to launch it? Uh, I'll, well, probably because I'm I'm a quite a slow writer, so probably I uh, I will take a part of my of my holiday now in the summer times to finish it uh, finally. Uh, I've I've been writing for it now almost a year actually, and it, it I mean people will think it's ridiculous when it comes out because I've been writing a year for something that but I'm a very slow writer. That's the that's the explanation. Uh, sorry to say. But uh, it, it's the idea of it is to give people like an idea of how you can, uh, like you said, how can you, how can you point out what data is the the important data for you to work with? That that's the idea of the manual for, and and to and how is that is connected to your own philosophical questions about about uh, your business? I see. But is this? Please tell me you uh, you're writing it in English, and not only Swedish. I'm writing it in Swedish. I will. I will then. I will then translate it into English. Okay. And you plan? So you plan to? Uh, I plan uh, it. I plan yeah. to give it out in English mainly. Yes. Yeah. But but uh, I, if I would write it in English, it will be even slower. Then I then we will launch next year. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. <laughs> I understand that. Yeah, yeah. So it's quite easy nowadays to publish a book. So yeah, just use uh, Amazon eBooks or. Yeah, yeah, and I'm all I'm also planning on actually making then like you know a reading of the book myself and and some YouTube videos explaining, you know, like helping people through the process, ma- making like a, a small course of of uh, of how to do it. Yeah, like a, like a how to guide something. And I'm also planning to to hold some BIM philosophical courses for for some uh, you know like uh, r- real time live meetings. Um, uh, for people as well, uh, but uh, at the moment I don't really have the time for it. But but that would be an interesting thing to do, and also just to appear in these kind of uh, media, I would say like the, I think this is excellent because it's easy for people to listen to this also when they want. So yeah, yeah, but this unfortunately this barely scratches the surface. But I hope it will uh, wake the interest for uh, as many as possible that try to at least that that are willing to challenge their uh, understanding of uh, of beam so far yeah i mean hopefully there is someone listening to this uh, that that realize that maybe they feel like oh yeah either, uh, either they don't know really what to do because it's too much to do or either they think like oh where should i get started you know and yeah. and i really hope they listen to it and think like you know take it easy um uh, explain to yourself your your actually honest uh, willings and believings in life and uh, there is where we start M- most people w- within the building uh, companies uh, they, they start with the manuals you know you know the bim manual uh, i mean yeah. imagine a bim strategy and bim manual i mean i have seen so many companies having a bim manual without a bim strategy 
and I'm like, how 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 can you have a manual uh, if you don't have a strategy? Yeah, that's that's the question. How do you convince a big hare or asset owner that he yeah. needs a beam strategy? That's the big challenge. Uh, well, uh, you, you, I would say that. Uh, well, I've tried it for some years as well. Some people understand it. I would say like this: like we don't have to, we are, we don't have to convince them. Just, just you know, just don't don't care about them. You know, they will they will go under. You know, in the in the end. Um, so so it's like, uh, I mean, imagine it's like a building company today not using nail guns. If you don't understand that, you know, then in the end, uh, all the other companies that use nail guns will will get ahead of you. And the thing is with the beam manual is like if you don't understand, if you don't have a beam strategy, you don't understand the beam manual either. Yeah. So so, and and this is also one thing I I, I will explain in in my in my guiding book, is that. Uh, we have a process since to, I made it, this process up already 2007, 2008. We have a process of how to find data and, and how it's connected with the BIM manual, with the BIM strategy, with the decision making uh, in the company, uh, with the wishes and, and wants in the companies, you know, and what the data actually describe. It is. So, so I think that's why I want to do this manual because I think a lot of, a lot of, um, people higher up in the hierarchy they they really need to to understand like how how everything is connected in in, uh, in the process that's why it's taking so long because people yeah, yeah. in leadership positions they don't know it yet no no they no don't, don't, and, don't and, have and it they, clear enough no no and, and that's because no one have no no one you know some it's not many people that there is to tell them mhm I mean, I mean, one one of my best moments is with that when when I was with with um, uh, like uh, uh, the CEO of of a big building company in Sweden, we went into a meeting, uh, we tried to explain things, and then when he started, you know, I I realized that okay, he doesn't really understand this, you know, but uh, I told him like, you know what, you're wrong, I'm sorry to say, but you are wrong. And then he started like, why do you, why do you tell me that? And I'm like, because it's true, you don't understand this. I do, you don't. You understand maybe some things of your business, but but you don't understand this. You understand this as much as you understand maybe Microsoft Word and its its core coding. You know, like like you have to call Microsoft if you have a problem with the software. Well, that's good. You have to call someone like me if you have an, if you have trouble understanding. Uh, the BIM process. So, yeah. so sorry to say, but you're wrong. And then he told me, like, you know what? No one ever told me that. And that's the thing. If no one ever, you know, if no one never tells him that, how can he know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Usually, I think people like, oh yeah, yeah, you know, good work, yeah, keep on going, you know, like, like we always tell the guy on the top, like, oh yeah, oh you are so good, you must be awesome for doing what you do, you know. Maybe it's time to just tell people, like, yeah, you know what? Actually, not. You're quite bad at this. You may earn the money, but you're not good at what you're doing. That's 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 different things. Yeah.
So, so I think that is it. Honesty, honesty. Yeah, yeah <laughs> but it's difficult when you don't have what you do when you don't have anybody thinking like that in your society or in in your company or in your companies around you in yeah, your yeah, network. That, yeah, yeah. What yeah. do you do then? Change society. Change society. <laughs> Move. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, that that uh, declare declare for people that okay, I'm moving now. This can't be, you know. No, but for real, I I think like honestly, people often tell me like, but but how 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 can you be honest? You know, how can you be so honest? And I'm yeah. like, how can I not? I don't, yeah. you know, I I don't understand how 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 I don't. Uh, That's a fault of myself as well, and sometimes yeah, yeah. not always plays in my favor. I must admit <laughs> that, but this is the way I am, and uh, yeah, yeah, this is me. But, but that's the thing; it's not about if it's in your favor or not. It's it's about like, like often you say, like if you want to have courage, you have to be afraid. You know, you can't be brave without being afraid. And and it, it, it's the same here. I, I think so. I think like. We can't be honest if it's not if it's not a lot of lies to be exposed, you know. Like, we have to understand that it's a natural state. It's a natural state of mind that that uh, we we are only thinking of honesty when we know there is something that isn't correct. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, and I think like um, try to try to handle your customers. The same way you will handle maybe your your wife or your children or or uh, you know someone someone much more near and and uh, dearer to you. Um, and if you then if you then find out that the customer doesn't like you because you're honest, well, it's okay. You have you have still quite a good weapon, you know, like for the future. Because they know that you you were just honest, you know, you were just telling what you what you think, and and who will blame you for that? Yeah. But yeah, of course. I mean, also make sure that you are right. Don't be wrong. <laughs> you know, if you if you're being honest and being wrong, that's that's quite. You, you can't tell a skinny person that it's fat. You know. You you yeah. can't tell a fat person he's he or she is skinny. Uh, so, so you have to you have to be quite clear what what you what you're honest about. Uh, yeah. But, but as long as you are, it's it's not a problem, I think. But uh, but yeah, you have to maybe realize that you can't you can't get as much customers uh, as as uh, maybe you would like to. Honesty has its price. <laughs> uh, lying has its earnings. Uh, short term short term yes but uh yeah yeah it it depends on what you deal with if you deal with money or you deal with if you know faint of heart like yeah that thing yeah yeah that's true well robin this was like a earthquake of conversation this ah, is cool. going to yeah. to uh, to stir up a lot of people you know <laughs> how how can people get so. in contact with you aside of uh, LinkedIn, you mentioned LinkedIn already. Yeah, yeah. Well, LinkedIn is often my mainly my main source of contact today. I think it's very good, very, very neat to, to use. Otherwise, it's it's okay to email me just it's Robin at 3dinteractive.se. Um, 
And uh, yeah, but I, I would mostly actually I would prefer LinkedIn, just a message on LinkedIn, and and then I'm often happy to have like a call, have a chat on the phone, or or uh, even sit down and have a coffee. I really really like coffee. Okay, are you visiting Norway often or? Yeah, I have uh, actually. Uh, yes, um, I, I really I really like Norway as well. Uh, but I've been mainly in in Oslo area, and uh, I I would like to go up more further north of Norway as well. Yeah, yeah, I see. Uh, yeah. Well, that's fine. We when yeah. you get close to Oslo, I'm, I live close to Oslo. We can yeah, have yeah, a yeah, coffee. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, we we should we should definitely meet up. At this moment, I I do realize that no, not many people want Swedes going abroad. Um, yeah, <laughs> with yeah, exactly. Right now, it's a little bit more difficult. Yes, with the yeah, yeah. traveling. We, it, it's something about not doing as everybody else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, uh, Robin, uh, yeah, as soon as amazing. we can, we will have a coffee. <laughs> yeah, we definitely. It was amazing to have you here. Thank it's, you very it's much. Really, really nice to be. To, yeah, this was really fun to be here. Awesome. Okay. Cool. <laughs>